Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, May 26th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, we've got a couple of stories about individuals with a lot of influence over investors. One's a New York hedge fund manager who's cutting ties with tech stocks. The other's a 30-year-old South Korean who co-created the cryptocurrency Luna. His followers call themselves lunatics. Many of the lunatics, of course, many of whom were not Korean, felt that his bullish, combative persona was a, that he was defending the coin. He was standing up for the coin. And in some ways, he was standing up for them. Plus, we'll start with a stark warning from a top UN official about global food supplies. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The head of the UN World Food Program says there could be a global food catastrophe. That's if Russia continues to block Ukraine's port of Odessa and prevents the country's grain exports from reaching the global market. Here's what David Beasley told the FT. When you take a nation that grows enough food for 400 million people and you pull it off the market, on top of already a food crisis is creating truly a perfect storm within a perfect storm. And it literally could lead to hell on earth because what we're going to be facing in the next 10 to 12 months is massive food pricing problems, hunger, starvation, and then possibly and probably in 2023, a food availability problem. So it is a very, very serious situation. Failure to open up the port, in my opinion, is a declaration of war on global food security. Beasley says tens of millions of people were already suffering before this war, and more than 25% of countries depend on Russia or Ukraine for more than half of their grain. These ports have got to open, and they got to open now. Beasley urged wealthy nations and policymakers to help struggling countries now rather than wait and deal with the most costly consequences of hunger, like instability and migration. It isn't complicated. Yeah. You can pay for it one way or the other. And we've got solutions. Number one right now is money. And compared to $430 trillion worth of wealth on Earth today, when billionaires are making over $5, $6 billion a day, come on. David Beasley is the head of the UN World Food Program. He spoke to the FT's chief foreign affairs commentator, Gideon Rockman. You can hear the full interview in today's episode of the Rockman Review podcast. The crash in tech stocks this year has forced prominent hedge funds to close down individual funds or slash their holdings. Things got so bad for one of them, Melvin Capital Management, that its founder, Gabe Plotkin, told investors that he's liquidating the funds and returning clients' money. The FT's Hortensa Alii told us more about him. So Plotkin is pretty well known in hedge fund circles, probably not to people who don't follow the industry. Uh, He's been relatively media shy. He doesn't do a lot of press. But he was widely known as one of the best performing hedge fund managers. Melvin made headlines last year when it was targeted by Reddit traders. They poured into shares of video game retailer GameStop, a stock that Plotkin's fund had been betting against. Melvin lost billions of dollars, but this year's been even worse. They've been wrong-footed by the Fed's policy uh, and by other factors as well. The war in Ukraine, you know, that's had a huge impact on their portfolios. A lot of them have lost a ton of money. So, Artensa, I noticed that a lot of these well-known hedge funds that invested in high-flying tech stocks, they seem to revolve around a personality, right? There's Gabe Plotkin at Melvin, Chase Coleman from Tiger Global. Not a hedge fund, but we've also got 
Kathy Wood of ARK Invest and the Innovation ETF, the uh, exchange-traded fund. What does this downturn mean for their reputations? I think you've hit on something in the sense that, you know, there are a lot of people who follow single name managers, less so, I would I would say, you know, Gabe Plotkin and, and, and Chase Coleman, but definitely, you know, Kathy Wood has a big fan base. She's also got a lot of critics. And I think the lesson here really is that it's kind of easy to make money in a bull market. Uh, and if you're not making money in a bull market, that's a bit of a problem. There's a very famous Buffett quote, quote sort of, you see who's swinging naked uh, when the tide is out. And I think that's kind of what's what's happened, right? When you're a hedge fund, emphasis on the hedge, uh, you are expected to hedge your bets. If the markets go down, sure, you lose some money, but you shouldn't really lose more money than the markets. The whole purpose of, of your being is that you can protect investor capital when markets go down. And what we've seen is that hedge funds aren't really doing that anymore. And I think there's going to be a lot of soul searching from these types of managers about what to do next. Hortensa Aliai covers mergers and acquisitions for the FT. Cryptocurrencies have also been plunging, along with tech stocks. And what really rattled markets this month is when a kind of cryptocurrency that was supposed to be less risky also got crushed under selling pressure. And there was real-world damage. Many South Koreans had put their real savings into an investment scheme involving the stablecoin Terra. It promised 20% returns. This is far above almost any financial product you can get anywhere in the world, almost any investment in terms of uh, a regular return. And so retail investors piled in. That's our sole correspondent, Christian Davies. And there's a sad irony, which is that many of the investors who bought into Luna actually did it as it was tanking. Because the assumption of many crypto investors is that although there's uh, many wild ups and downs, when a coin is on its way down, it's the best time to get in because it'll inevitably go up. So what many people did is they saw, they saw the ship was sinking, uh, they got on it, and what they didn't realize is that it was on its way straight to the bottom of the ocean. South Korean government prosecutors are now investigating the company behind Terra and its cryptocurrency, Luna. One of the co-founders is a 30-year-old named Do Kwan. He's something of a cryptocurrency populist. Here he is on a cryptocurrency news show. You know, one of the things that I believe in is that crypto is one of the best movements that has ever happened to the internet. It's one of those things where I think, I believe that the true purpose of government is protection of private property. And it's the first time through... We don't know very much about him. We know that he went to uh, elite Seoul foreign language high school and then on to Stanford University uh, in the US to study computer science. And uh, he partnered with this person called Daniel Shin, who was a, already a very well-established entrepreneur who had uh, created a, a company called Ticket Monster, which was a big e-commerce success story. Do Kwan's followers and investors in Terra and Luna call themselves lunatics. They're drawn to his brash persona, his rudeness. He calls his critics poor. When asked where he'd get the $300 million to shore up reserves that support the 20% yield on Luna investments, Do Kwan tweeted, your mom, obviously. This is not a, a typical way of, of discourse uh, in Korea, at least for a public figure. But many of the lunatics, of course, many of whom were not Korean, in fact, most of them were not Korean, felt that his bullish, combative persona was a that he was 
defending the coin. He was standing up for the coin. And in some ways, he was standing up for them. So this is a, a very interesting parallel with populist politics, this idea that someone can break the rules of decency and decorum in the way they speak can generate very, very fierce loyalty among supporters. He was seen, I think, by many people as a kind of prophet for the next generation of cryptocurrency. Not only did they invest a, really a lot of money in Do Kwon uh, and his company and his coins, but they evangelized very passionately about it as well. And this is one of the reasons why the hype grew so large. Christian Davies is the FT's sole correspondent. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.